0: This is the Taz and Jim podcast.
1: I, I know uh, soccer fans gonna be ready to celebrate. If you're a fan of Spain or Italy, big game today. No! <laughs> and we're joined by our Euro Cup correspondent. Martin Butler. How are you, Butler?
2: Hey, how you doing?
1: <laughs> oh, hold on. Is it Sylvester Stallone? <laughs> hey,
2: you know it. No, I can't. I can't do it. I've been practicing for the last 30 minutes. I can't get it.
1: <laughs> We're in the semis here. This is exciting, huh?
2: What a tournament, man. It's been superb. I just, uh, I don't know. This work-life balance or this soccer work-life balance is not working for me this week, so...
1: Yeah, it's tough with all the games, but, you know, 9 o'clock is when you're supposed to start the work day, and that's when the games have been starting up to this point. Now that we're in the semis, we got one game today at uh, 3 o'clock and a game tomorrow, England versus Denmark.
2: the a big one.
1: You must be pretty excited to see uh, England do so well against Ukraine on the weekend.
2: Nervous trepidation. I, my apologies to your wife and her extended family, but England was just superb against Ukraine. The first time I'm actually starting to believe but I'm uh, still nervous, still going to get past the Danes. Everybody loves them. Everybody's neutral, you know, the favorites of the neutrals. So, you know, one step at a time. And, you know, if we can play Italy in the final, man, it will be a cracking day.
1: Oh, yeah. The horns will be honking one way or another. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You're starting to see, where where do people buy these things? It's like the, the hood cover for your car. I, I, I saw some... Uh, some Italy ones, and I, yesterday driving home in my rearview mirror, I was like, oh, that looks pretty cool. I, I love, my, neighbor,
2: my neighbor's got one, a Portuguese one. I have no idea where you get them from. I thought it was a Portugal thing. I have no idea. Yeah, hmm. no, there's
1: England ones, too. I don't know no, if they make not- them specifically for the model of vehicle. Or if
2: <laughs> <laughs> as long as they take them off when they're out, that's the rule. Yeah.
1: yeah you yeah. can't keep waving the flag when your team's no, done in the, per- no. the tournament.
2: You've got to have some humility. <laughs>
1: What is the game of the tournament? Is it when France lost? Was that the the biggest game so far for you?
2: That was that, that was probably my favorite game. Yeah, I was. I thought the Swiss were dead and buried, but uh, you know that comeback was amazing. You know, but then they they fell at the next hurdle. You know, Spain kind of limped across. But yeah, that France game was incredible.
1: So, what do you think, Italy, Spain? Do you think Italy is going to come out on top in that match? I
2: still think I still think Italy are the best team in the tournament. I, I hate to say it, but you know. My my heart is with is with England but my head says Italy. They are just too good. They've got everything in every department. Mm. But uh you know what? We haven't considered a goal well, first of all we've got to get past the games, right? But you know, assuming we do you know, we haven't conceded a goal yet in five games. It's the first time that's ever been done. So uh, I, I'm liking I'm liking the English defence.
0: In case we don't get a chance to talk about Denmark again if they if they lose tomorrow, what are your thoughts overall on the Danish team? Like their their captain goes down the first game with a heart attack, and they've rallied to make a heck of a tournament.
2: They well, you know, they finished third in their uh, third, third in their group. No teams ever lost their first two games and qualified. So that, you know, the, the, the sixteen teams advancing um, benefited for them. Like Ukraine were a third place team, and they did, you know they exceeded all expectations against the Swedes. So, you know, like I said, the, the neutrals favorite. everybody's got a soft spot for them now. Uh, and they've won this tournament, right? They won it mm-hmm. when Yugoslavia was disbanded uh, way back. You know, I think it was 92. So, you know, I, I don't know. We're, we're up against it. No, there's no easy game in this tournament.
1: I've heard the, uh, the English team compared to the Toronto Maple Leafs. You guys are diehard soccer fans over there. Um, you have... Uh, Year after year of disappointment, they never seem to to be able to to take home the trophy. Uh, is that a fair comparison? The fans you, you are should, a little obnoxious.
2: Uh, well, well, you should uh, you should try supporting my my club team, which is Aston Villa in Birmingham. Like we haven't won anything since '96. <laughs> uh, you know, so I'm just used to disappointment. Uh, with England, we've never won anything. You know, in my lifetime, and this may be the best chance in my lifetime. Who knows? You know, it's. But, yeah, like, you know, some people say I'm a pessimist, but I prefer the word realist. Let's get past the Danes, and I just really want to beat Italy in the final. That would just top it off perfectly.
1: I was so excited when I saw an article uh, yesterday about uh, a flying car company in Slovakia named Klein Vision has built what they call a flying car that just completed its first inner-city flight test. It flew 46 miles in the air, then landed at the airport, drove away, hmm. and they, they say it's a big success. So, I, you know, I've been waiting for flying cars my whole life, Jim. Oh, for sure. Ever since I saw Back to the Future. <laughs> it you know? flies? The DeLorean does. Oh. You, come on, man. When's the last time you watched Back to the Future? End of the movie when I was the, eight? the wheels turn in and the car takes off into the sky. Where we're going we don't need roads. No? Was that is that the first movie? That's the end of the first oh, movie. Oh, wow, it's been too long. Yeah. And then the second movie you really get a look at the flying cars. Back to the Future too. Mm -hmm. So when I when I saw this article, that's what I was picturing in my mind. uh, The wheels wheels, turn sideways. The wheels flip in, and then (laughs) the, the, the car takes off. But watching this video, I don't want to diminish what they're doing over there in Slovakia. This is more a plane that drives. It's a driving plane. It's not a flying car well you look at it when it's in the air and it looks like it's got big wings and a propeller on the back of it it looks like an airplane sure and then it lands it is cool Have you, did you watch the video yeah I sent yeah it to you. when it lands the wings do fold up like automatically fold up and
0: then they fold back and kind of like a lamborghini door that yeah. like moves up yeah
1: like a transformer are like, you basically i i am more excited about the transformer aspect of this driving plane than i am it being a flying <laughs> car cuz it's not it's a driving plane no, but, okay but it's
0: like a it looks like a sports car like the car itself is legit when it's driving with its wings tucked in it's got a huge tail on the end of it like uh um, you can still see the
1: propeller on it <laughs>
0: It's incredible. Am I, I think I thought it was amazing. Am I asking for too much here? Are you so you want you want it to be ran by you know turbine or like some sort of jet system? Yeah, or like maybe like the Jetsons where it'll be like,
1: yes, fly that, around the, Even if it was one of those little bubble Jetson cars, I'd be more impressed. Hmm. But you know, I do. I've I've got high standards. It's like the hoverboards. There was a video a couple uh, months ago of a guy. Who was going flying down a a street in the US and he was on a hoverboard, but really it was just like a drone.
0: Yeah, yeah. It was like two
1: fans on each side. Yeah, a giant drone that he was standing on, which is still super cool. But you want anti grav technology. Yeah, and I don't need the loud noise. (laughs) Magnets or something is what I was expecting. Yeah. Well, I don't. I you know it's baby steps, dude. You uh-huh. can't just
0: all of all of a sudden have the Back to the Future car. Like
1: the Model T came first, you know, and we worked our way up from there. I just think the headline was deceiving. Flying car? It's a driving plane. <laughs> a viral video here. I oh, would you just look at that? Yeah, this is uh, quite remarkable. Arizona Diamondbacks game on Sunday. <laughs> This is, I, I'm still, I've watched this about a hundred times. I'm still trying to figure out how this guy did it. It defies laws of gravity. Yeah. There's a guy in the, in the stands. He's got a foul ball coming right towards him. He's got a dilemma in his hand. One hand, he's got his baby, uh-huh. baby daughter. Other hand, he's got his beer. Uh huh. So what does he do? As the ball is approaching him, he lets go of the baby, reaches up, snags the ball out of the air and then is able to reach down and catch the baby who seems to have just been floating there for a second. <laughs> I don't know if she's on some sort of Velcro belt but she's
0: her arms are like wide in the air like she's scared she's going to drop but the hand that catches the ball
1: comes back and snags her. Yeah, I guess it's hard to see how quickly it happened because we are watching a slow motion replay. But still, hand fully off the baby. Yeah, the it's baby in the midair by itself. He catches the ball. He Maybe he kind of gave the baby a toss up in the I air. I think so. He's got
0: a bit of a dad bod, so I think he kind of bellied her up. Uh-huh. And was hoping that she'd, like, sit on the crevice. Because the old oh, yeah. man behind him is reaching out to
1: save the baby. <laughs> you know, like, the crowd behind him, they're all shocked. Barely spills a drop of his beer, too. <laughs> he
0: couldn't easily just dropped the beer you could have just got another beer Uh uh-huh it's not even a full beer
1: is if his wife's not at the game with him he's in trouble when he gets home
0: yeah but seriously tess this may be the most impressive catch i've seen at a mlb
1: game by a fan or player ever right on the field off the field this is the most remarkable catch in the history of baseball i've never seen anything like it because he has to put his hand, weight like, extend completely over his head to catch that ball. Yeah. And the baby's going down somehow. Look <laughs> at The old man's like, you reading his lips. He's like, jeez. Yeah, that's a, like, jeez. Like, what are you doing, buddy? <laughs> but he pulled it off. Okay, post that on the uh, the Taz and Jim oh, yeah. Facebook page. It's incredible. Oh, look at that. Look at that. I want
3: to see you peacock, cock, cock, your peacock.
1: It's time for Sports, Taz and Jim. Devin Peacock is with us from Global News Radio. And what a sad, sad story about the Blue Jackets goalie who has passed away from a 4th of July mishap, Dev.
4: Matisse Kivlinix is uh, the goalie, and as we are learning more and more details about this, it just gets more and more tragic. It happened at the home of Manny Legacy, a uh, former Detroit Red Wing, now works for the Red Wings. There was a wedding happening at the time. Some fireworks started to go off. They started to go awry. There were some people in a hot tub. He and others got out of the hot tub to get away from the fireworks. He slipped, hit his head, and it appears... According to officials, one of the uh, fireworks uh, malfunctioned and hit him in the chest. Just an absolutely tragic story, and uh, your heart goes out to his family, his friends, and the team.
1: Yeah, what a fluke. And this young kid, 24 years old, had the world, you know, in his hand. He was a future uh, star with the Blue Jackets as their backup goalie. You're having a great time at a party, next thing you know, like just a complete fluke accident, scrambling, he hit his head as well apparently trying to get out of the tub. Uh, yeah,
0: the, it, it was first reported as a spinal injury and then they had to walk it back.
1: Yeah, they said slip and fall initially was the cause of death, but uh they have since revised that and it was the firework hit him in the chest.
0: Well, never
4: mind the fact, not to diminish that someone lost their life here, but imagine being the couple that was celebrating their wedding In the back of your mind, you know that there was someone who lost their life in the aftermath, in the celebration that followed. That would just, not that they have anything to feel bad about, but it's just one of those memories that you would carry from what should have been a special day that's just tragic for everyone involved.
1: Yeah, supposed to be the best day of your life. Now it's one of the worst days of your life. Certainly overshadows
0: it. I, I was surprised there was a firework powerful enough to, to kill someone like i just it was just such an odd way to go i just never heard that specifically yeah. to the chest
1: we're always being told about firework safety and mm. you kind of you hear the stories about people losing fingers and stuff like that and yeah you, you kind of laugh it off but it's serious stuff and you got to remember these are explosive devices clearly uh, if you don't respect them you can you can get seriously injured or you can Die. Thoughts going out to the Columbus Blue Jackets organization. Like you said, Dev, all the friends and family. But just a terrible, terrible situation loss of a, a young man with a, a passion for hockey.
4: Matisse Kiv Lennox, 24 years old. Rest in peace.
3: You got a question?
5: Ask a lawyer, ask a lawyer, a question about custody or a <laughs> neighbor. Ask a lawyer, ask
1: a lawyer. Phone lines are open 1 833 829 6546. 1 833 and Jim is our number, and we are joined by Ian Snedden, who's a partner with Cohen Highly Lawyers. Hey, Ian. Hey, good morning, guys. How are you? We're good. We've got uh, some calls here, so we'll get right to oh, it. Okay. Dave is with us. Hey, Dave, say hi to Ian. Hi, Ian. How are you? Good, Dave. What's
3: uh,
6: what's going on? That you want to ask me about? Okay.
1: This? Well, I
3: have this prop I've lived in for 25 years, and uh, for the last five years, they've rented to uh, a pretty unsavory bunch of people that do a lot of drug activity. I actually can look out my bedroom window and see him shooting up in the laneway. Ugh. And I'm like um, Ta- I'm like Taz and Jim, and I I get up early in the morning. I'm I'm. They keep me up all night. I want to know if the landlord's liable, because I have tried to deal with them, but I'm at the point where I want to take legal action against them because nobody will do anything about it. Sure. Uh, a few
6: questions for you first, Dave. Did you, when you see yeah. them uh, shooting up? Because obviously, you're not talking about marijuana, which is legal. I now we're talking about. Uh, Either Trump's vaccine or actually heroin or something like that.
1: Have you tried- yeah, They're vaccinating each other late into the evening. <laughs> double-vax,
0: Joe. Why are you hating? Um,
3: so,
6: with,
1: with with that in mind, have
6: you
3: tried calling the police? Yeah, I've called the police. I have over 16 calls to them. By the time they get there, they're scrambling out of the lame way. They hear right. them come in. I've, I've, I, Like I said, I've even taken pictures. I have pictures of them doing this. And the landlord okay. lives in Vancouver.
1: So you you are uh, renting from the same landlord? No, no, I own my house. You own I your own house, and house, and this is a rental yep. next door uh, to you. I got it. Yep, yep. yep. Even it's worse because right, you can't just move Uh-oh. out.
3: Yeah, exactly. Dave, yeah, and I've been there were... twenty five years, and my wife my wife won't even stay home at during the day anymore. She she goes to her mom's because she's so scared with me not there. Oh man.
6: Okay, Dave. So to clarify. This landlord, you don't have any, uh, I guess, legal or, or contractual connection with him. You're not, he just happens to be a landlord that lives next door. It's not like you're under a lease or
1: anything like that. That, that owns the house next door. No, the, no, the landlord's no, in Vancouver, no. and the renters yeah, well, are that, the ones doing the drugs. Yeah and, I'm, yeah, and
3: I own my home next door. I knew, I've knew i known them for many years because his dad used to own the house. When his dad died, he rented it. Hmm.
6: Okay. Did you, have you spoken with him, and what did he say? The guy in oh, he, you know. he,
3: he keeps telling me he can't get rid of them. He can't do this. He can't do that. And I've sent him pictures, and he's just—he really is an absentee landlord, a deadbeat, really.
6: Yeah. Okay. Well, there is a solution to it. So the the uh, part of the well, actually, this is a little bit different. I was going to say because initially I thought you were there in the same building, in which case you would have a. You could do something under the uh apply to the landlord uh, tenant board, I think it's still called, because you're entitled no, du- to the proper a... use of enjoyment.
3: But yeah, no but it's a duplex case, next door to my house.
6: Yeah.
3: Yeah. So you've got to do things
6: privately. So one of the things if the police won't do anything, uh some people don't realize this, but you can lay what's called a private information, or at least it used to be called that. Um and uh and then you you could prosecute on your own or have somebody prosecute on your own. Okay. Uh, and
1: uh, and what would you be prosecuting, drug charges or, you know, th- being a nuisance, making noise? Like, what would the charge be in that situation, Ian? Yeah, y- y- in Quality that, of you life, know,
6: you know? Yeah, in that case, uh, I mean, really, you're, you're, what somebody's doing is fairly rare, but you're stepping into the role of the crown. So whatever the criminal yeah. act is... But there are civil remedies too. Um, right. um, what I would do is you uh, maybe try one more time with the mm-hmm. landlord, as it sounded like you were saying there. There is some relationship there that that goes back, and he says you can't do anything about it. And say, so, well, yeah, you can. You can hire a lawyer and go to the uh, the board and have them removed. And if he refuses to do that, then uh, I think the next step is. Uh, looking at uh, taking civil action, asking for damages. And it would effectively be, along the lines of what Taz was saying when he wasn't talking about the criminal stuff, it would be the loss of your enjoyment. You're entitled to enjoy your property. People can't just be, you know, whether it's a noise violation, I mean, those are common ones where people are called, but uh, illegal activity going on uh, next door. Yeah, there's something that... It can be done I always think I didn't invent this term where there's a wrong there's a remedy Um, but start with the landlord first and then if you want some help after that I can get one of our people or you know I I contact all of the major firms in London Uh, I can help you find somebody
1: Okay, but Dave. That's perfect
3: because, yeah, I really appreciate it because I've even found them in my swimming pool. I just installed an in ground pool last year. Uh, and, uh, oh, and yeah. There.
0: Chuck the toaster in, from the balcony into the pool <laughs> next time.
1: <laughs> I knew, yeah, extension cord and toaster. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I yeah. knew Jim was going to bring booby traps into this not somehow. And that's the solution to Jim's <laughs> problems, but legally not well, like- a good idea. Well, the wife wants to sell the house
3: and move on, but I just don't want it. It's my home. I don't want them to drive me out. Yeah, yeah. and
1: then it's like they kind of win, you know? Yeah, get that, it. yeah,
3: exactly, and that's what I don't want.
1: We are doing Ask a Lawyer, and Ian, we've got a follow-up here from Eric. Hi, Eric. Hey, guys. How's it going? Good. You were you were on this segment a year ago?
5: Uh, it was probably a little bit longer than that, but, uh, but yeah, I, I've been disputing with my... Uh, with my neighbor there about where the property line between our houses is. He was just doing some jerk stuff, like burning a line with the weed whacker mm-hmm. where he thought it was. So anyway, it took Ian's advice. I got fed up last summer. I went online, found a property survey, uh, paid for it, printed it out, highlighted the distances of, you know, from the houses to where the property line is. And, uh, had my wife write him a letter because I used too many cuss words.
0: <laughs> she got that <laughs> nice handwriting, too.
5: And she's got nicer handwriting. So, uh, yeah, just, you know, this is the deal. This is what we expect. And uh, if you're not going to comply, then we're going to seek legal action. And I'm going to personally take the cement saw to the two inches of driveway that is on my property. Yes!
1: <laughs> and how did he respond?
5: You know what? I haven't talked to him since. We wrote the letter up, included a copy of the survey, and dropped it in his mailbox, and uh, haven't heard from him since.
0: Oh, did you? Did you sever the laneway for real?
5: No. You know what? It, it's about two inches of. Uh, it's about two inches of asphalt that are that's actually over the line. I'm not that concerned about it. Just cut it out with the rest of the
1: Well, hold police. but hold on, hold on. Isn't there something if you in if you take over some property from your neighbor and squatters they squatters rights. Yeah, squatters rights or whatever. Yeah. If they don't take over if they don't take it back, then eventually it'll become your neighbors, isn't that right Ian?
6: Yeah, I think I think it's called uh, commonly called squatters rights, but I think it's technically called adverse possession. So you're right, and depending on the jurisdiction, if you basically ignore enforcing your property rights and somebody can get either an easement which is a right of passage or in fact you know kind of usurp the land
1: so get the saw bust today. out the diamond blade brother <laughs> go rent the
5: saw and just start hacking yeah yeah uh, you know you know what uh, as far as everything else goes he's uh he's being good about it we have peace and i'm not that concern—it's it, useless property. It's between our two houses. There's what? It isn't raining, bud.
1: So you're you're happier just having peace and quiet as opposed oh, absolutely. to absolutely, absolutely the war with the neighbor. That's right. Okay. Well, Ian, there you go. I guess you know what you're well, talking that's about. Great.
6: Yeah, it's great to hear. Okay. Not, except, I just want to be clear. I did not suggest the
5: saw or. No, no, King that was my suggestion. Limer,
6: That was King all Limer. my idea. <laughs> 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 I take it ownership for that. I
5: appreciate
1: that clarification. Now, what, what about this? If you write a letter to your neighbor, but you uh, use a glue stick and letters you cut out of a magazine, <laughs> just as an intimidation factor, can that come back to bite you, Ian? I, I guess it would depend on the
3: excuse. You
6: know, Don't
1: put I a return address paper. on the envelope. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: You'll never know.
1: okay congratulations eric glad it worked out for you all right thanks guys getting text messages from uh from hot jobs chauncey says hey guys working rebar nothing holds the heat like steel oh yeah been there
0: yeah by oiled up forms too so the sun just reflects off the wood and then the wood gets hot and sticky
1: Could you complain? Jim used to work for his dad. His dad has a bridge building uh, company in Mitchell, Ontario. And he used to go out there and help out pops. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Could you complain? Would you complain? It's kind of like screaming into the void. You can do it.
5: (laughs) What's the point?
0: Yeah.
1: Would dad keep you hydrated? I I know around Father's Day you were telling us about some advice your dad used to give you. And I don't recommend you try this on a day like today. Where it feels like 41 degrees, but what did Pat Kelly used to say on the job site? Drinking water just makes you thirstier. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he he, he kind of has a point because, like, once you start, when you think it doesn't make sense logically, but once you start drinking water, it's like you can't. It's almost like breaking the seal. Uh huh. Once you start, you can't stop. But um, he, we would always stop once in the morning for a pot break and once in the afternoon. So we did get a legit break. Ooh. But he would get mad if you kept on like going over to the water jug and sucking back all the water like every 10 minutes. What a treat.
1: You got two two cups of water a day <laughs> and a pop. <laughs> working working at age 12 <laughs> <laughs> on the chain gang. Yeah, it was
0: more about the break than the pop. But, uh, and and sometimes I get to go to town because we'd always be working on country bridges. I'd get to get in the AC truck, drive to the convenience
1: store. You'd do the pop run. Yeah, yeah, that was the best. And w- would your dad pay for the pops? Oh, or yeah, that yeah, was out of your block. I'd go around
0: the block twice come back
1: <laughs> <laughs> this stall is killing you get time sent to the convenience store if you're the guy that's, that's doing the, <laughs> the pop run you are not going to rush back
0: oh and then some of those small town convenience stores have a lickabo in them with the giant freezer with all the beer is pop Standing in there for a minute for a and a half
1: yeah that's smart
0: <laughs> some good tips here there's a bunch of techs here with hot uh, hot jobs coming here pipe fitters and welders working in a boiler room that sounds pretty hot. That does not sound pleasant at all. Any welders in the shop right now. Oof, those shops get hot, too. I'm a garbage collector in St. Thomas. Not fun in the heat. Not only are you working in the sun, like then the stuff you're handling is much worse in the right. sun, too,
1: much stinkier. Garbage collector in St. Thomas doesn't sound like a, a real treat any time of year, but <laughs> I'd imagine today, I, I had a friend who used to do that job, and he said it was... I'm like, oh, at least the weather's nice now. You must be excited. Summer's here. He's like, oh, my job's way worse in the summer. Because in the winter, everything's frozen. You can't smell it.
0: Sure. Frozen garbage is just like frozen cardboard. It doesn't smell. Exactly.
1: But once you get that heat on it, 41 degrees (laughs) on a big bag of used diapers. (laughs) And each stop. It's each yeah. stock it's man, a new, a new flavor every time the <laughs>
0: truck pulls over. For real, unsung heroes. Shout out to all the garbage people. And
1: now yeah. the winner is Devin Peacock. I
3: wanna see you, Peacock. You Peacock.
2: You Peacock. You Peacock. It's
1: sports time. Peacock, we are joined by Devin peacock, peacock, peacock from Global News Radio here with Taz and Jim. Dev. The streak of you not being able to predict a a NHL playoff game in 2021 continues here. You said the Lightning were going to sweep the Habs last night. It was an overtime win for the Montreal Canadiens.
4: Yeah, uh, you know, Montreal scored first, which uh, hasn't happened so far in this series. Uh, Tampa Bay uh, got back, and then Montreal scored again late in the third period. I thought, okay, this might be it. But then Pat Maroon... Uh, scores late to essentially force overtime. There was time left in the game at that point, but it did force overtime. And then, uh, Josh Anderson scores again. Yeah, it, was, it was a good game. Tampa Bay seemed a bit, uh, nervous, maybe nerves a little bit, uh, playing into uh, all of this. But in the end, uh, Montreal wins and, Credit to them, I still think, I know I could jinx things and people are going to be upset, maybe, I don't know, I don't care. But uh, there's no way Montreal is going to pull this off. So uh, a good win by Montreal, but if you're betting on anyone but Tampa Bay, then uh, you are a riskier gambler than I.
1: They need to make shirts that say there's no way Montreal is going to pull this off, because it's basically been what people have said since round one.
4: It has. There is an interesting historical component here. In that uh, there is only one team in NHL history that has come back from a 3 0 deficit in the Stanley Cup final, and it is not the Montreal Canadiens who have won more Stanley Cups than anyone else. It's the Toronto Maple Leafs. So maybe uh, the
1: Toronto go. Maple Leafs <laughs>
4: can come back to haunt the Montreal Canadiens in some fashion. And the Stanley Cup.
1: And what year was that, Dev? That the Leafs came back from a uh, uh, three-one deficit to win the Cup in the <laughs> middle of World War II? They did it. <laughs> what was it, nineteen forty? What? Two. Nineteen forty-two. Nineteen forty-two. Of course, hmm. seems like just yesterday. <laughs> hey,
4: those don't, that don't learn from their history, history are deemed to repeat it. So, uh, you Montreal Canadiens fans out there, listen to me, old Uncle Devon.
1: There was talk yesterday, we were saying the mayor of Tampa, she suggested that the team lose on purpose so they could go back to Tampa and win the Stanley Cup on home soil because of the, even the players' family members couldn't go to Montreal to watch the t- the team play. Um, did it look to you at all like Tampa lost that game on purpose last night?
4: There's no way they lost that game on purpose, but... If anyone is going to be accused of uh, jinxing anything, it's the Tampa Bay mayor. That's some bad mojo to put out there to suggest you should lose on purpose. I don't think the Lightning players were trying to do that. But if anyone's throwing out bad mojo out there, it's not me. It's Tampa Bay's mayor.
0: But if they win the next game, she looks like a genius. She's like, I called it. Thanks, boys. Well, I'm also calling them the win game five,
1: so I'm also a genius. Dev, you're not throwing out bad mojo as far as Habs fans are concerned. They want you to keep picking the the other team. All right, because well, it's pick
4: the Toronto
1: Maple Leafs. <laughs> yeah, we know. <laughs> In 1942, <laughs> you would have been right. <laughs> Thanks, man. Cool. It's Taz and Jim here, Tuesday, July the sixth, twenty twenty one. I need to wish a happy anniversary to my mom. And my stepdad, Alan. Oh, right on. 25 years ago, they got married today. The the big anniversary day. Yeah, it's a milestone for sure. And at this point of my life, I'm glad it happened. (laughs) Probably a tough... Tough transition when you're a kid, eh? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, my mom and Alan started dating. My parents got divorced. Uh, my mom and Alan started dating when I was about 12. Oh, boy. And, you know, I, I did the uh, the stereotypical you're not my father stuff for a while. Mm-hmm. You can't tell me what to do. Go out, get in trouble. Who do you think you are? <laughs> But eventually I came to the realization that uh, my mom deserves to be happy Mm -hmm. and that uh, I was grateful to have him in my life because... uh, you know he taught me a lot of stuff. he's a handy guy, very hands on um, he he's given a lot to our family, so I'm very happy to to have a, a stepfather and I know I just want to share that with everybody because it's it's not easy, and I know there's probably some people listening right now who are going through it. It's tough when you start blending those families man mm-hmm. to to figure it out, but uh you can get through it. And Mm -hmm. once the kinks are gone, it's, you know, we've got a great relationship. And I can't imagine life without him.
0: Yeah, it helps when he's a good guy, a really good guy like
1: Alan is, just a nice guy. Yeah, and I got uh, a couple stepbrothers out of it. Also good guys. Todd and Mike and, you know, all my nephews and nieces uh, on that side of the family and, my cousins, wow! my uncles, you know, it's, it's a whole part, like truly, it's it's my family. And I can't imagine not having these people in my life. And it's all because of 25 years ago today, my mom and Alan getting married. I can't wait to be a stepdad someday. <laughs> yeah, him. <laughs> Dream big, buddy. It Why could not? happen. We got some water guns around the house. My, you do, yeah. yeah. My kids are really into the water guns now. Hmm, like super soaker pump ones or like the one pump. I couldn't find the legit super soakers.
0: I miss those ones where you build up the chamber pressure. Yeah, yeah. It all seems to be like you 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 caulk it and it's the water shoots out as you cock it.
1: Right. You pull the thing out and then you, you squeeze it and the water squirts instead of you used to have to pump it mm-hmm. and pump it some more, and then you had like uh you had some in the chamber, right? Yeah, yeah.
0: It could go forever. Man, those yellow ones with the green tank, that's the one I'm the I think Super Soaker sixties.
1: Hmm. I think that's what they're called. Legendary. Yeah. I don't know. If you got some hot tips for us, where do you buy? They're probably limited supply, like everything else this summer, right? <laughs> Anything that's in demand is uh, yeah. You can't find any you can't supply find anywhere. Super Soakers anywhere. <laughs> I remember I had a. It was a neon green. It looked like an Uzi. When I was young. A little too realistic for a water gun, I think, by today's standards. Yeah. It looked like an Uzi, and it took batteries. Oh, would it go... Yeah. Yeah. Almost was like make a sprinkler noise. Yeah. That's that's next level, man. It's too much. It's a weird <laughs> combo, because then you got to worry about running out of water and running out of batteries. Mm. You're never going to win the water fight that way. Mm-hmm. By the by, my late childhood,
0: they came up with the the most amazing technologies. Where the end of the hose, you would put an adapter on the end of the hose, and it was like a refill station. And all you would do is stick the nose of the the super soaker into it, and then it would automatically fill up the gun while pressurizing it. And so you didn't have to pump anything. Wow, that was. That was the peak, I think
1: you know what's come a long way, Jim. I don't know when the last time uh you've had a water balloon fight is no uh, I, probably a decade. Have you seen the the water balloons nowadays where you have like a it's an attachment to the hose like you were saying, but you have like ten or fifteen oh, offshoots. Yeah. And you can simultaneously inflate like ten water balloons at once. Yeah, and then they just kind of snap off and tie themselves. Yeah, they're good. I saw my
0: uh, my friend with her kids do that, and you can you fill up a bucket like you fill them up in the bucket. Yeah, and you just pull the plastic uh, nozzles out, and they're filled. I don't get it. It's like
1: magic. <laughs> Back me, in my day, you'd, you'd spend seven hours getting ready for a water time. balloon fight. And then you'd fill it so big and you'd try to tie the
0: neck of the balloon and then <laughs> it would all pop and it would all be gone.
1: Impressions, is impressions. Sylvester Stallone turned 75 years old today. And we're going to get some Taz and Jim listeners to do their best sly impression. Now, he's a little uh, reminder. Uh, This is what he sounds like. Everybody knows Sylvester Sloan, but this is is a great moment from the Rocky franchise. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It's a very
5: mean and nasty place, and I don't care how tough you are, it will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You, me, or nobody is going to hit as hard as life. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward how much you can take and keep moving
1: forward that's how winning is done yes that's good advice for game of palooza here <laughs> is keep going we don't want to hear your real voice when we come to you on the phone you talk like sylvester stallone we'll just ask you a few questions have a quick chat whoever does the best sly gets a hundred dollars in lotto max tickets let's start with clayton how you doing clayton
5: Oh, pretty good there. How about you?
1: <laughs> now, Vat, aren't you going to say hi to Jim? Oh,
2: sorry about
0: that, Jim. Oh, that's cool. I'm a huge, huge fan. Hey, how do you stay in shape? You're 75.
1: You're still in great shape.
2: Lots of egg whites. You know, I got to drink that egg straight up.
1: Egg? Yeah, Rocky's always drinking the sure. eggs out of the glass. Right. <laughs> I, I I tried that when I was young. You see a Rocky movie, he drinks mm-hmm. the eggs. You're like, oh, that's how you become a super ripped boxer. I guess I'll try it. Didn't go over well. <laughs> Not a delicious start to the day. Not a milkshake. The raw eggs. And what do you do for work there, Clayton? Well, bricklayer. You're a bricklayer. That's gonna be hot. How are you gonna stay cool today out there? Lots of water, you know. Okay. Keep all uh, hydrated. All right, good man. That was okay. Let's Rodney Dangerfield a, a Little Rodney in there. Let's move on to Mia in Hamilton. Hi, Mia.
0: Hey, how you doing?
1: <laughs> <laughs> We're doing pretty good. You?
3: I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. ha. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Taz and Jim close to Adrian when you yell it out like mm-hmm. that. I like it. Hey, well, what what do you got planned for the summer? Any uh, family trips or uh, anything exciting going on?
3: Yeah, well, you know, I'm, uh, I'm gonna go to the cottage a little bit and uh, try and have a bit of fun with the family. But yeah. uh, but other than that, you know, I'm just gonna work from home and enjoy the outside.
0: Yeah. What's your favorite thing to barbecue? Chicken. <laughs> Hold on, Mia. <laughs> I gotta go with
1: Mia. The vibe was there. Mia! Yes? Congratulations! You just Yay. won $100 in Lotto Max! Yeah, it's amazing, guys,
3: it's amazing! chicken!
1: Yeah, give us the chicken again. Chicken! Chicken!